What four properties are going to change the future? Welcome to another episode of the Value for Value podcast. My name is Kyron, host of the Mere Mortals podcast, Mere Mortals book reviews, and also this one where I dive into the Value for Value model, where I try and help content creators uh, who are digital content creators who want to monetize their their product, who want to have a better, deeper connective experience with their audiences. And I want to explain basically how, how this is going to happen in the future, like I just said, with the four properties. Before I get into the actual topic of today, I just want to reiterate, I am live on a Wednesday morning here in Australia, which is uh, UTC plus 10. So it'll be midnight UTC on that boundary between a Tuesday and Wednesday. Please join. I would love to have you uh, interacting and, uh, and joining me for these live experiences. A chat will be coming soon. I have not yet got that set up yet. Uh, and I'll be explaining a little bit more about why I haven't got that uh, set up in the in the future. In the, uh, But it is coming. I can promise you that. So let's get into the main topic today. No more waffle needed. What are the four properties that are going to define the future? And there's, there's a really funny one because uh, like I mentioned in the, the episode before this, episode 39, I was kind of explaining, you know, I've just have all these thoughts in my mind and I need to do this big presentation. And so I've done a couple of forms of this now. I did one, which I talked about in episode 394 of the mere models. And I actually went to a Bitcoin meetup not too long ago and did a condensed version of this presentation. And I thought, you know what, this is probably a better way of presenting these four properties in this kind of condensed version. I was going to string it out over a couple of episodes, but I went, no. Let's let's do this uh, four properties. So what are these four properties and, and why are they important? Well, I think they're important because they're, they're a link between these three things which have just captured my attention over the last three years and which I really do think uh, are, are going to change the future and change it for the better. So these uh, th- three things are obviously podcasting, the value for value model and Bitcoin. You know, I'm doing two of them right now at the same moment, talking about the value for value through the the method of podcasting and the way that I help, you know, uh, keep myself afloat and pay for cost for this show is through Bitcoin. So we've, we've definitely got this strong emphasis on these three things here. And I was, I don't know what it was, but I was just contemplating and I went, you know what, these, the, these three things, they seem to have these core aspects to them, which... I think make them valuable, which make them useful and which are w- what I think the future is trending towards. And when I say the future, I just mean this, you know, general, what, what do humans want? What, uh, what, what enables us to get us what we want best, I guess. And I think these four properties help do it. So the four properties, just listing them off, are decentralized or decentralization, of self-sovereignty, of being permissionless and of value transfer. And I am somewhat of a stickler sometimes for for definitions. I think it helps a lot. And so I'm going to give a couple of definitions of these. So decentralized, this is when agents have the ability to act locally. And so agents in this case can be, you know, just entities of any sort. It could be animals, it could be us humans, it could be our thoughts, it could be ideas, uh, it could be AI robots, doesn't really matter what it is. And the ability to act locally and on this is on the ground in your local area. One of the things where I first originally heard about decentralization was uh, in an army context and they wanted to have the 
people on the ground, the ability to act locally. So instead of having this chain of command going all the way up to the you know supreme commander of the the allied forces or whatever it is, and that person micromanaging and saying you know these people over here should do this, this army should do this. No, it was like no, we should decentralize this and then allow the individuals on the ground who are seeing things vibrantly as they're happening and going, you know, it's not a great idea to storm that beach. We could go around the side and this will result in way less casualties and we'll get the job done better. So it's this idea of having, okay, you're not going to be able to manage everything from top down and and make the the world a perfect place. You know, the world is just too dynamic. There's too many things going on where you can't have the the central authority, um, you know, decentralized, what's the opposite of that? Well, centralized, you can't have the central authority dictating from the very top and going all the way down and and having useful outcomes. And we've seen this in large scale of uh, governments trying to do this with money. It typically tends to break over the long term of governments trying to control the markets economy, uh, looking at the USSR here. You know what happens? Well, pricing signals get all out of whack and, and things don't tend to work. So decentralized, that is what that one is. Self-sovereignty. So this is having the exclusive control over a moral right. Now, typically, this is in the idea of a, a body or an identity. Um, and we'll be talking about why in this case, it's more in ideas and speech when we when we apply it to podcasting. But this is just the idea basically well you know who has the right to say what you want to do with your body if you want to get your ear pierced who should say you can or can't do that if you want to get a tattoo if you want to have an abortion if you want to uh, physically transfer yourself to another country if you want to live somewhere else you know who has the right uh, to to do that now typically we would all say well the person with the con- consciousness so uh, myself yourself Uh, But this is just where we go, we start to look at some things and we go, okay, what happens when when people don't have this uh, exclusive control over a moral right? And once again, bad outcomes tend to to come in place. We have people resenting the other person who's telling them what they should do. Uh, A funny little story here was my dad grew up in a Seventh-day Adventist church here in Australia in the 1950s or his family his family was very deep into the community because my grandfather was the the pastor and i remember my dad telling me how you know it was so restrictive of what especially women could and couldn't wear you know piercings oh absolute no no tattoos absolute no no you know any dress that shows a bit of skin you know if you're going to show midriff nowadays like you see nowadays no 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 (laughs) and so uh you know what what typically happened in this environment was was the 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 kids would act out and they would act out in an even kind of crazier and and harder manner and there's getting slightly off topic so i'll 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 bring it back in but definitely not being able to be be self-sovereign has has some um, downsides and i i think um having that for yourself leads you to having a better life and uh and optimizing for for human growth and flourishing permissionless so this means uh the definition does not require consent or authorization you know this is somewhat related to the self-sovereign aspect where it's basically just going okay i i 
I would rather do things which I can just do by myself. I don't have to have uh, someone telling me what I can and can't do. If I want to, uh, you know, like I was saying, travel to another country, do I need to, uh, what is, is it better to have people saying I can or can't do that? I'm, I'm more in the aspect of everyone should be able to do whatever they want within the, the, the caveat here, the reason of it's not hurting someone else. This once again can get into a, a tricky topic of, okay, well, some people will say, uh, you know, not getting a, a vaccine is, is harming me. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I, I, th- I think that that logic can extend too far. Um, and so, yeah, we won't, won't get into that either. But basically, I think be, people being uh, able to do what they want to do is something that is going to encourage human flourishing and, and make things better because people know what they want to do. And uh, trying to stop that is just a whole mess in itself. The last one is value transfer. So this is moving value to another geographic location, to a person or an entity. One of the fundamental aspects of, of hum- humanity, to be honest, is just being able to barter, is to, is to recognizing, okay, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. And so you can have trade where both parties come out better. Uh, once again, this requires the mentality that the world is not a zero-sum game. So essentially, if I take some money from someone, that's that, or or I get some value from someone, that I'm necessarily taking it from them. That the net sum is always going to be, let's just say, uh, one quadrillion dollars. If I get, you know, a hundred thousand of that, that means that there is a hundred thousand less for someone else to have, which I think is incorrect. I, th- I don't think the the long span of human history supports that. So in this case, value transfer is just being able to recognize value is very subjective. People value different things differently and that we can actually have a better world by having value transfer. And once again, being able to move this in a, in a way which is easier, better, and stronger and faster and all of those sort of good things. Okay, so we've got our four properties and if you're looking at your screen now, I've set up a little chart, a table showing how these four four properties are, are accessible via these these three, three uh, things that I've been focusing on, podcasting, on the value for value model and Bitcoin. So I'll try and get into these uh, in a relatively quick manner so I'm not, uh, taking up too much of your time, I suppose. So let's start with decentralized. Podcasting is decentralized. And, and one of the things with decentralized is uh, in, in a, when I'm applying it to these things, it it's kind of meta in that the agents have the ability to act locally. So this is the people consuming or using this, this, uh, this topic. So uh, podcasting value for value or Bitcoin. But there is typically one central authority of not dictating but of being able to access to to look at so in the case of audio the audio is available anywhere so this has always been my motto for my podcast i want it available anytime anywhere for anyone anyhow i just want to get it out as as broadly as possible so this by necessity means i'm going to be trying to get it on all of the different indexes that are out there I am trying to make it uh, 
as easy to access or I will put the, you know, links to audio on my own website. I will uh, try and keep the file sizes down so people in other countries can get it. I will make sure that I won't have paywalls or anything like that so people can just get it anywhere, anytime. But how are they going to get it? Well, through the RSS feed. So there is this kind of one central place which I control, but for the people who are wanting to access it to use it, they can get it anywhere that they want. And this is why RSS is so great. They can get it on any of the podcasting apps. They can get it through my own website. Uh, there are, if the, the good thing about the RSS feed is once again, I can control it. And this is getting into the, the self-sovereign aspect, but I, I can have that. And so I'm not limited to uh, people who are uh, just on YouTube, for example, and then they get kicked off YouTube. Well, their their video is not available anywhere, anytime, at any place. No, it's only on YouTube. And then you've got this uh, another point of is that permissionless? No, not really. I'm mixing things up a little bit here, so we'll try and try and stay on on point. The value for value model. So how is that decentralized? Well, I have multiple supporters, so I'm not beholden to one sponsor. I'm not beholden to one advertising company. And if you're following the podcasting industry at all now, you'll know that there's kind of probably an economic downturn coming. And what happens with that is that the companies who are doing advertising, who are, have the products, they cut their marketing budgets. So that means podcasters or content creators, they, there's just going to be less money flowing in through the system. And so if you have just one of those or two of those, you're really going to start to, to feel the pinch. Uh, if you look at uh, Jupiter Broadcasting, who I'll talk about later, they had a couple, one being Linode, and Linode has just said, like, nah, we, we, we can't support you guys. We can't, uh, and when I say support, we can't put ads with you and pay you because we, we just don't have the money. We need to run a bit leaner and meaner. The good thing with value for value is I have multiple supporters. I have just anyone who tunes into my show and this can jump up into, you know, the relatively small for this show because it's new, because I don't do it that often. Uh, the stats wise, I, I didn't even check from the last episode. I imagine it's maybe a hundred people listen. And if you have a show like No Agenda with Adam Curry, where you've got a million people tuning in, that's a potential, potentially a million people who can help support the show very very different and leaves you not as as at risk with um with these changes that can come to broad scale economics which no one can control once again i am the kind of source of that the source of truth is my pitch and my ask and that can be very different for some people they they can be focusing more on the money hey i need money to help support me do this podcast for others, it can be, hey, I would rather actually just have your, your uh, you, you support this by telling another person, by sending in some feedback, by helping me set up this technical thing that I don't know how to do. What I do on this show is kind of a mix of that, but it's, it's very much up to me as well. And once again, getting to the self-sovereign aspect, I, I can kind of control how I want to do that. With Bitcoin... This is where we see it's very decentralized in terms of there's nodes, there is miners, there's developers, and all of these people kind of work in harmony and they have their own reasons for doing what they're doing. But no, there's no central authority saying, okay, this is how many Bitcoins are going to 
be be spread out and it's going to go to these people and if you get in early and know about it you can have this much and so you don't have any of this kind of like insider trading or uh, any any people trying to rip off any other people in the sense of doing it in a real underhanded kind of sneaky manner sure there's scams and things like that out there but in this case we're talking okay decentralized everyone is able to access it at their own point i can act locally and help support the network by setting up a node by uh, actually contributing to the the code of of bitcoin or by mining it myself with a, a miner and, and contributing to the kind of security of the network. Once again, all of this has a single point of access, which is the, the longest chain. Uh, so in this case, that is the that is the one that people follow most because it, it's the by kind of by definition, it is the one that's had the most security applied to it. And and this is where we go. OK, awesome. This is uh, a decentralized money. No one can control this money. It is controlled by the, the majority. Sweet. We've got those three aspects. Let's jump into self-sovereign. So for the podcasting, I can self-host or I can go with the company. The good thing about being self-sovereign or it's, it's more about having the ability to do it, which I think is important. So with all three of these things, I have the ability to self-host or I can go with a company. With the value for value model, uh, I can choose how I want to do my ask, or I can, uh, you know, just just uh, take from other people and and see what is this person doing, how are they doing that, and and there's no censorship from anyone, so there's no advertiser or sponsor saying, oh, you have to do this because, you know, you can't really say that about our product on the show, or we really want you to say it this way. No, I'm I'm completely sovereign with the the kind of income stream i'm getting in from from this and uh, in this case there is no one single entity which can tell me hey you can't do this or you should should do this or shouldn't do that uh and then with bitcoin you can be your own bank you can say you know what i want to have control of of, over my money i'm comfortable with the risks and trade-offs that come with that much like storing gold in your own house is has some risks and trade-offs with that uh you have to keep it secure you have to know what you're doing but you also have a lot more control and so if you want to send that money anywhere in the world you can do that if you want to not be at the mercy of a bank randomly just cutting off your access because a weird thing happened and someone sent you money who they shouldn't have or Perhaps, you know, you've got an activist friend or perhaps you have a friend who's gone to jail. Or perhaps you've gone to jail and now you're cut out of the system. There's a lot of different ways where having self-sovereignty of your own money is, is a, a very, very useful. And uh, if you've traveled around the world enough, uh, you'll, you'll see that there's many countries where the money is just so distorted by politicians, by people in power that the the small person on the ground they they don't have any uh, real say in, in what happens permissionless so the three aspects here are if you want to do podcasting look all you need is a mic and internet access it is really really easy to to uh, be able to to do that with the value for value model there's there's no gatekeepers so once again there's no one telling you hey you can't do this or you can do that or you can't say this or you can't say that 
because it's it's permissionless. I can I can just ask for what exactly what I want. And then with Bitcoin, you can earn, buy, sell, and transact in it. So you can definitely see how this is permissionless. There is no bank saying, mm, no, you're only allowed to withdraw $2,000 per day instead of whatever amount you want. Mm, no, we don't want you sending money overseas. Uh, another classic example for me is uh, I wanted to buy a shirt from some podcasters in the uh, UK and you know, just to support them out basically. And they didn't really have a, 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 a store or anything like that set up. And so I just did it through my own bank to their bank. Man, what an absolute nightmare of, <laughs> of trying to, to send them you know, 25 or 30 Australian dollars, whatever it was, a tiny amount to the UK. You know, we're p- practically brothers. They're, they're, you know, I'm their offspring from <laughs> just the, the bad offspring, the, the convict offspring. And it was just an absolute nightmare. It, was, it certainly wasn't uh, permissionless because I had to basically find out this guy's bank, the exact location of his uh, branch of the bank, you know, his name, his wife's name, it was just such a tedious process. Whereas with Bitcoin, you know, you, you don't have to do that. You, all you need is internet access and a little bit of software and, and you can buy, sell and transact however you want without someone saying, mm, no, you can or can't do this. The last one here is the value transfer. So this is the spread of ideas, info and unfiltered individual truth for podcasting. So I'm being able to tra- transfer value through this digital mechanism in the easiest like way possible. And there's no, once again, it's, it's bar, uh, barrierless. There's no people saying you can or can't do this. The, the, there is value transfer in the spread of ideas and people seem to want this because podcasting is very, very popular. The value for value model. The great thing with this is it recognizes subjective value. So the value transfer s- sees that oh okay it's not about money you know money money is great and very helpful and i'll be talking a lot about this on the value for value model but a lot of it also is that it's subjective i can ask for help from my audience through many many different mechanisms by showing up to a live event like uh, you know doing my laundry <laughs> like literally if, if it was a if i was a a, a struggling or if I was perhaps overseas and traveling and uh, I had a listener who was like, yeah, sure, I've got a laundromat or I've got a, uh, you know, a spare, spare room, stay with me for a bit. That sort of subjective value is so much more greater than, than any money can, uh, could, could try and uh, replicate. And then the last one here with Bitcoin is it, uh, the three main functions of money. So value transfer, you know, a big part of, the, of this is money uh, that is valuable of of deciding what is a, a money and uh, it, it solves these, it, it suits these three main functions of money, which is being a store of value, a medium of exchange and a unit of account. And so Bitcoin is really, really great at value transfer. So I think this was slightly a bit more rambling than I wanted to, but I, I really did want to get to this aspect. Okay, there are these four properties of these three things that I really care about. And I think that these four properties are very, very useful and that they are what gives these, the podcasting value for value in Bitcoin, their their value, their use. And just in the way that the world is changing, 
Uh, I mean, it's changing all the time, but the the recent trends, I think, of of seeing more platforms trying to shut things down, like Spotify, with with uh, trying to create kind of a walled garden of podcasting, of uh, banks and other financial means, kind of, I feel they're being a bit more restrictive nowadays than in comparison to to ten years ago, and then with Bitcoin, of uh, well, we'll just see what happens from all the money printing from COVID from basically a group of individuals deciding how money will, will, uh, and this can be in any country, basically, you know, the, the U S has the, the fed in Australia, we've got the reserve bank. There's the, yeah, there's all sorts of, all, all sorts of things going on. So those are my, uh, four properties. So this is going to kind of form the basis of, um, some of the I'll, I'll dive into each of these podcasting value for value and, and bitcoin more in these later episodes but i really did just want to highlight why i think these three things are super valuable and i think these four properties somewhat show that so thank you for, for joining me for that let's jump into the boostergram lounge and we can thank some people for supporting the show Value for value, Boostergram Lounge. Okay, so in the Boostergram Lounge, so it's been uh, a really nice start because I have haven't started this show, you know, haven't done it for geez, it was like nine months or something like that, and just kicking it off straight away was super super amazing. So I want to thank uh, everyone. So. Let's jump into it. So we've got Cole McCormick one here. Uh, so this is Cole McCormick from America Plus podcast. And you're gonna notice that a lot of the people boosting in are podcasters because this is a show for digital content creators. So this is gonna be the type of people who are finding this most useful. But if you have other people who are interested in it, just in the concept of it and more on the listener side of, of supporting, hey, I would love for you to share that with them as well. So Cole, he goes, I need to get better at my value for value pitch. It's a whole new aspect to growing a brand. I feel like there needs to be a compilation of the strongest pitches so people can simply listen, then experiment. 5,492 Satoshi sent using Fountain. You know what, Cole? I think that's a pretty good idea, mate. I did something sort of similar to this on the very last episode of season two, uh, which was kind of going over everything that I'd learned in in that season so i've got it here lessons from across 18 episodes it was you know highlighting your ethics using a, a feeder show to to transfer people to in to your main content of just straight up persisting of using uh, other value for value means if necessary of going live to incentivize incentivize boost that's exactly what i'm doing Sling Saxon, be generous. That was from America Plus himself. So I did a, a full episode, which was kind of a, a condensation of a lot of the, that was more the tactics. But yeah, I have not done one of the actual pitches themselves. That might be a, an idea of where I can just create a whole bunch of clips from my favorite shows that I think do it really well. And yeah, maybe I can put them all in, in, in an episode. So yeah, thank you, Cole. I'll, um, I'll consider that. Oh, uh, that's a lot of work, but <laughs> I, uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm not sure I'll be able to do that live, but maybe I could just do that as the final episode or, or the second to final episode or something like that. Thank you very much. Uh, much appreciated, my friend. We have 
uh, Macintosh here. So this is from the Generation Bitcoin podcast. And he says, great start to the new season. Go podcasting 2.0 in brackets, V for V in brackets. And then Macintosh at the end, 21,000 Satoshi sent using Fountain. Oh, that is a big number. Thank you much, uh, Macintosh, my friend. What that does for him is uh, we have a leaderboard here. So this value for value show is somewhat under the Mere Mortals brand. And basically all the boosts that come in across the various shows, I, I calculate them up and I, I put them in a leaderboard, which you can go uh, find at merematorspodcast.com slash support. And with that uh, rather large boost there, that lifts him up to pretty close to a shirt. So when someone reaches 100,000 Satoshis, we send them a Mere Mortals shirt and if you're boosting into this show, uh, you're very much in the running for that. And we only have a limited number of shirts. I think there's probably about 15 left. So uh, yeah, if you send in you know, a straight up 100,000 boost to, to this show, uh, we will send you a shirt no matter where you are in the world. So um, yeah, just, just uh, keep that in mind as you're boosting in. You know, bigger, bigger numbers will get you closer to, to getting a shirt as well. So very, very cool. Thank you, Macintosh. We've got uh, two here from Gene Bean, and these were both sent using Castomatic, which is a very uh, decent uh, podcasting app as well. And he says, thanks for the V for V pitch tips for my show. I do have a pitch at the end of each episode now, but was already thinking it was time to update it. I'm going to take your advice and apply it to my episode scheduled to come out on August 1st, 4096. That is a 4K boost, a 4 kilobyte boost. Thank you very much, Gene Bean. That is his show as the volunteer technologist. Uh, I'm keen to listen to that episode and see how you do that. Yeah, it's a, it's, it was a great point that you mentioned. I have not been doing that for my own conversations uh, in the mere mortals, but I'm thinking of branching off of that into a separate podcast feed. And in which case I would like to still do value for value uh, in those episodes, especially because I'm kind of putting the guests in as a split as well. So it's a great way of me showcasing to other people like, hey, value for value works. And, you know, if you come on my show, you'll get paid. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I think that's a that's a useful thing that you've um, brought me onto there. So I, I will definitely be um, probably experimenting with that in the future for myself as well. As far as topic suggestions, I'd love for you to do an episode on V for V music that takes into account Wavelake, music side project, the split kit and value time splits. Definitely, definitely my friend. I didn't have this in my full presentation that I was doing, but with the comments like this, I will definitely, uh, yeah, I will definitely do an episode on that. It's um, a, a big thing. And as I said, the show is for digital content creators. It's not just for podcasters. And I think value for value is going to change all of the mediums. So this is music. This is written text. This is spoken audio. And I even believe video as well. And so I will, yeah, 100%, I'll, I'll do an episode on that probably a little bit later. So it'll probably be around episode 50 something by, by the time I do that. And that's another 4K boost once again, um, getting him up on that leaderboard that we have on the, on the website. So we have Adam Curry here, Adam C1999. I think that's him. I don't know why he'd have 1999. I love this series, exclamation mark, 25,000 sats sent using fountain. Thank you much, uh, thank very, very much, Adam Curry, the podcaster. It's always just astounding to me when <laughs> the guy who invented podcasting is like kind of coming in and listening to my own little podcast here. Um, it's, uh, 
it's really, really gratifying. Thank, thank you very much, um, Adam. He is well above the uh, 100K sat limit. So he is, um, uh, yeah, so he has uh, already gotten a, a t-shirt. So thank you for that. And uh, and that makes him our baller booster as well. I'm not big on the inserting of noises and the and things like that. Like I uh, mentioned in the pre-show, I, I just have this kind of crappy mixer which I, I bought during COVID times and I plan on traveling next year and just the all the tech that is required for that. And I feel it kind of breaks up the show as well. So uh, unfortunately I won't have jingles for you, but you'll um, just have to imagine it in your mind. Um, <laughs> but thank you very much, Adam. And we've got a live one here. This is the first, not not first live boost, but it might be the first live boost to, uh, so it, it's, so we've received a boost that has occurred during a show, but it was too outside the show level. Whereas I, I'm guessing this is one that Chad F has sent through to the actual live stream. So Chad, you were the first booster to the mere mortals in general, and you're now, I'm pretty sure, being the first live booster as well. So man, you just come in, man. He's, he, he takes all the firsts. He's too good. Uh, chat F, boosting in the present to the past to hear this red in the future, which will then be the present. <laughs> and then uh, an emoji looking up and thinking, hmm, hmm, <laughs> 5,000 sats sent using Castomatic. Um, okay, well, I'm not actually sure if Castomatic supports the live tag. Uh, let me quickly jump over to here and, and see. I don't think it does. So maybe maybe he isn't the, the first boosting to the live, um, actually to the live uh, as of this moment, which is, oh man, that's a shame. But uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Chad F, for, for sending that in. And yeah, I'll try and <laughs> I'll try and make it less confusing in the future. So I'm not talking about the future, the past and the present all at the, uh, at the very same time. So that is the value for value uh, section, the, the boostergrams. And uh, this is for, for those who are wondering, okay, what are, what are these things? How are people sending this in? Basically, these are uh, things that are, are happening in the actual podcasting app itself. So this is someone who is listening to the show and they're going, oh, I really like this show. I'm going to uh, send in some uh, a message. And with that message is a, a payment of Satoshis, which is Bitcoin. Think of it just as money, to be honest. And to do this, you'll have to, probably the easiest way at the moment is going to fountain.fm or the Fountain podcasting app because you can kind of earn sats from listening to shows. So you don't even have to figure out how to, uh, you know, set up a debit card to get money in the form of Bitcoin and then be able to send it through. So um, everyone who's who's listening to this, uh, I would just say, check out meermortalspodcast.com slash support again, because in there is where I'm going to give some detailed explanations of, of how you can do this. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you everyone for, for sending in. And this is a, a core aspect of the value for value model. You need to acknowledge people who are sending you messages, who are sending you support so that they can hear their names being read on the show and go like, yes, thank you. You know, he received it. He acknowledged it. So I Kyron received your value and I thank you very, very deeply for it. So one of the things I'm gonna try doing in here is also having um, uh, profile pictures or people's faces or perhaps their shows and and showcasing it on the screen in the chapter art as well. 
as a as a thank you to um, and and kind of trying to trying to a little bit experiment on my part to see okay if I include their actual pictures in the in the chapter images as well will that um, I don't know incentivize people more to 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 help boost in and and um, help support the show so this is going to now jump us on to our tip section so I kind of referred to this in the first uh, episode of season three episode thirty nine the last one. But I'm planning on adding an extra two kind of sections into this. Number one will be the tips. So this is just a tip that I found from this last week that I think is useful that you could perhaps think about as a content creator or perhaps as a listener as well. Uh, And I also want to do kind of some app highlighting. So highlight an app that I think is doing something cool so you can know, oh, okay, this is how I can use this app and, um, and whatnot, and then get onto the value for value right at the end. So the tip section, one of the things that is essential about value for value is experimentation and copycatting. And I just mentioned with the experimentation I'll be doing. So in the Boostergram lounge, you'll see uh, all the people who have sent in some value. I'm going to create a, a little compilation of them and put them on the screen. And um, I'll order that by the amount that they've sent in. And, and you know, the, the baller boosters right at the front, more, more featured prominently. And... Uh, so that that's super essential and taking what other people doing is is also uh, critical and I, I talked about that that was the whole of what season two was about one of the things I would recommend is check out what Chris Fisher is doing over on his show office hours so Chris Fisher uh, I've had him on the mere mortals podcast there's a, a link to that conversation uh, in the in the chapter images here and oh, in the chapters and uh, he's got a whole broadcasting network. And as I was mentioning, uh, Linode is, is kind of pulling away from the advertising. And so he's trying to move to a more value for value model. Now he's got this one show called Office Hours, which is, uh, you know, by his standards, a relatively smaller show. It's not listened to as much. I think he said he has a couple of thousand people tuning in. And uh, this is a show which always kind of struggled with advertising as well. It didn't really make sense to have it. And what he is going to do is he's got this interesting method of helping to fund it. So his costs for that are a lot more than, than I, I'm doing for my uh, own kind of hosting here and and uh, for the for the time and, uh, and things like that because uh, he's got a full-on audio editor. He's got uh, other people joining in a co-host and uh, you know he he's just further along the journey than I am and what he's doing is basically they will put out an episode and then for the next episode to to be released they need to it kind of needs to be unlocked and so they've got a sat limit of uh, 1,500,000 which is about I think I, I think he said it was about 400 and something US dollars that's about how much it costs to to create his show and you know compensating people for time and then for the audio editing and and things like this and so they won't release a show until they've got 1.5 million sats come in now this is really interesting because you know how is he going to do this how is he going to well obviously there's an incentive there for people who are listening to to contribute to try and get to this you know kind of crowdfunding the next episode the interesting thing is, okay, how is he going to try and remind people if they get stalled on a million sats and people aren't sending it in? How is he going to 
to make it to people's attention and be like, you know, it's just another 500,000 sats. If you just help contribute to this, you can, you know, get to the next episode. We'll thank you, obviously. And I think this is, it's going to be a real interesting draw as to, as to how he does it. So yeah, this is just one of the ones where, where I'll say, just check out office hours and see what they're doing. Because I, th- I think this is, this could be a, another type of gamification if you want to call it like that or another way of incentivizing people to help to to contribute to a show whilst also being very business like about it you know he's got a, a a number that he needs to reach for it to make sense for him to do this and if that number just doesn't get reached well maybe it's just not a not a great product or it's not a product that people want i.e a, a show and you know, maybe that's a, a a good signal for him to go, you know, maybe I shouldn't be doing this show. Maybe it's it's not worth it. So that is one of the tips I would say. Just check out Office Hours and see what they're doing. My app highlight for the week, uh, I want to highlight Fountain. And one of the things that Fountain does really well is is this kind of gamification. It is rewarding people for, for helping to support, to contribute, to uh, n- interact with these boostergrams and not just have it a solitary listening experience for for you as the listener but also to to contribute to the shows and so one of the things that happened this last week was i sent in a baller boost i sent in 222,222 it's a row of ducks it's one of my favorite numbers and uh, i sent this in to the podcasting 2.0 show because i you know all of this is only possible through adam and dave's help so I wanted to contribute in a big way back to to that. So uh, in terms of dollar amounts, that is about 100, 100 Australian dollars, so 75 US dollars, something like that. And one of the cool things is each week, Fountain will, they've kind of sponsored up with this uh, company called BitRefill. And so the two baller boosters for this last week, so the the two that were for this last week were for myself, and funnily enough, another person sending into the office hours show, uh, whose name is just bringing it up here, was Marcel, and he boosted in 150,000 sats you know, to the office hours show. And so both of us received a, a $50 bit refill voucher. So this is being able to, you know, use this voucher to to, to buy um, uh, gift cards, to use it on Amazon or eBay or something, you know, kind of that international type deal and i just think this is really cool i think this is a a great way of incentivizing people to send in i mean you know with 50 dollars us that that kind of means my boost not only really supported a show but it wasn't as costly for me as well you know i've kind of got like uh it only was 25 dollars in in total so i think this is actually something you could gamify as well if you wanted if you're like really wanting to send in a a large amount to a show you could kind of just be looking it's like oh i could kind of offset this myself if i wanted to uh and if i did it through the fountain app which once again fountain will get a a split of of that money because they're helping to provide the service so i think that's really really uh, interesting and cool of them and you know there's some other added benefits for fountain as well just along with being a a, a great podcasting app they are, uh, you know, so so just tuning in, I, I actually quite enjoy the experience of using it. But if you're boosting in via Fountain, you're helping to not only promote myself, 
my show on their internal chart system. So if you go to fountain.fm slash charts, once again, it's this kind of gamification. It's this leaderboard of seeing like, oh, this show is right at the top, which is a great signal for going, oh, okay, a lot of people are, are liking this show. They're listening to it. They're boosting it. Maybe I should tune into it. So that is a, a great signal, but it's also for yourself as well. I'm on the top of the baller booster list. So it's kind of like a little bit of cred. I can be like, yeah, you know what? I'm a baller booster. I, I, I help support this show greatly and I'm top of the charts. Check me out. <laughs> so I think, uh, I think they're doing a, a lot of cool things. One of the things I also want to mention about value for value is, is the transparency. And so I want to be completely transparent and uh, about a decision I took uh, when was it? It was probably about a year ago when Fountain was sending out emails to people who were obviously using the app a lot, who'd spent some time uh, interacting with them. And they were kind of doing a crowdfunding and saying like, you know, you can help contribute to Fountain. You can become a, I think a part owner or something like that of the business uh, from as little as a little, as little as a thousand dollars. And the funny thing was, you know, I looked at that and I went, you know what, I think this probably would be a good investment because I, I do believe Fountain's doing really cool things. And, um, you know, I've, I've met Oscar a couple of times or digitally, and I think he's a, he's a smart guy. I know his, his co-founder as well, Nick, once again, digitally. And I, I looked at this and I went, you know, it's probably a good investment decision, but it's one I wouldn't be able to make and then ever be able to talk about Fountain again in a truthful manner, because then it would kind of be like, I'm incentivized to talk about them more than others, because if more people start using it, then, you know, my investment could grow or something like that. And so that was one where I would just went, you know, no, I won't, I won't be able to um, ethically be able to invest in that company and then be able to highlight Fountain just like I have done. And so I think it's useful to just acknowledge that, you know, if someone's using the value for value model, the transparency aspect is huge. It, it, it doesn't, I don't think it works if you, if you're, if you're kind of hiding the amounts, if you're not, if you're thanking people, but not thanking them and, uh, in, and showing at how much you're getting in, there's just something about it, which I think, uh, is, is so useful to the audience to create that kind of genuine connection and, and they can realize like, oh, okay. Kyron's not talking about Fountain because it's making himself rich. He's talking about it because he thinks it's a really cool product and because they're doing awesome things. And so I just wanted to, to highlight that out um, right at the end here in my app highlight. So yeah, go check out Fountain. The last section here is, is my own value for value pitch. And so uh, I talked about Oscar Mary just before. And one of the great things about him is that he is he cares about podcasting and he cares on an individual level as well. So, you know, I kind of know him, but I've, I see the, the telegram chat, which he set up for the beta testers and people are, are using it. And he, he responds almost immediately all the time. He's, he's really, really great with that. And even when I reach out to him with some problems, like last week I was struggling with, uh, getting, uh, Todd Cochran's value information to kind of stick in the in the value feed, which I use I, I use Fountain as as my kind of split mechanism for my wallets, and it kind of wasn't sticking in there. And then this happened recently with the Mere Mortals show as well, and I I reached out to him and he got back almost instantly. So for this week, I, I want to thank him for that contribution to 
to helping me out and to making this show better. And so I'm going to put him in as my 15% split for this week. So, you know, 15% of whatever you boost into this show is going to directly to Oscar. Um, and in this case, Oscar himself, because I've got his actual um, wallet address. And yeah, this is a, as a big thanks to him for um, helping me out individually. So very, very cool for that. The uh, other pitch that I wanted to ask was, okay, uh, if you're going to boost in something, maybe you can have some suggestions. Are there any more things that you think of that can satisfy these four properties of decentralization, of uh, being self-sovereign, of being permissionless and having value transfer? If it's a, a company that kind of runs on of these, these four properties, if it's a uh, another idea system, if it's an internet protocol, if it's things like this, I would love for you to to highlight that out because that is probably something I'm very interested in. Um, it's obviously <laughs> kind of dominated my life these these last couple of years learning about um, podcasting uh, and podcasting 2.0 of value for value and of Bitcoin. So I would love to 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 send that in and just taking off from uh, Chris and what he's doing. I'm not going to, <laughs> I'm going to release these episodes weekly no matter what, but for this show to be self-sufficient, my, my kind of outlay of this for the amount of episodes I'm planning on doing for this season, I would probably need about 45,000 sats, I think per week for it to make sense for the, the hosting costs. So uh, I think that's a, a, a cool target we can aim for. Last week, we well and truly got to there. We got probably about uh 60,000 I would say from from all the, the generous co- contributors that we had so um that's a, a an amazing start so thank you everyone for doing that and yeah let's 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 aim for 45,000 and, and see if we can keep that up and um and uh help to to contribute and, and pay just just for the the hosting costs alone for for myself and for the value for value show so thank you everyone for tuning in uh once again this was Kyron here from the the Mere Mortals brand and uh, I, yeah, I just really, really do appreciate everyone tuning in and, uh, until the next week, ciao for now.